It's time for the LaneCast with Montana's very own Talkin' Ag, Lane Nordland, your voice for agriculture. Thanks for joining the agriculture conversation on the LaneCast. Our topic today is rural broadband. Our guest is Federal Communications Commissioner Brendan Carr. And when we come back, we will discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with providing reliable broadband access for farmers, ranchers, and rural community members across the nation. We'll be back right after this. Don't forget to subscribe to the LaneCast on the Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and other podcast apps. Now, back to the show. Well, today our guest is FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr. We are going to be talking about connectivity here in rural parts of the United States. Commissioner Carr, how are you doing here today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. You are very welcome again. Thank you so much for joining us here today talking about a critical issue that impacts many rural citizens and farmers and ranchers. And there's a lot of talk around having access to internet or reliable internet across rural America. I recall being at the American Farm Bureau Convention a few months back and President Trump made a commitment to those attendees, the farmers and ranchers in Nashville at their convention that he was going to make broadband a top priority of his administration. I have followed you on Twitter and read a lot of your accounts of being out into the countryside. What do you have to tell the nation's farmers and ranchers about what the FCC is doing to make sure that they are connected to all the technology that makes the world tick every single day? Well, our country's agriculture producers know better than me the critical importance of broadband connectivity, not just to our farms and ranches, but also to our rural communities. And I've been uh, lucky enough in this job uh, to travel outside of D.C. a fair amount and see that for myself. And I was in Moline, Michigan a couple weeks ago and was at a crop supply company, and there was a 36-year-old named Jason that was running the operation, and his job really now is to collect silos worth of data. You know, he's got LIDAR-based information that comes off of the combines, you know, drone-based imagery that's detailed enough to pick up individual spots on the leaf of a plant. And the challenge is how do you get all that data up into the cloud where it can be crunched and analyzed and then put to productive use? And that's where we at the FCC have an important role to play in helping get more broadband to rural America. There is quite a lot of areas. When when producers here in our region think about the wide open spaces and just the distance in between uh, cities and small towns, that there's a lot of distance. But just to put into perspective, there's a lot of rural communities, even in the southeast, that don't have a lot of connectivity at this point, too. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, you don't have to go too far outside even big cities to get into rural parts of the country that uh, lack the same access to next-generation broadband networks that you'll see in New York and San Francisco. And that's why we're really focused on this at the Commission, this digital divide. You know, New York, San Francisco, those are places that are going to get next-gen connectivity almost regardless of what we do at the FCC. But there's thousands of other communities, surrounding communities, uh, communities much more remote places, that uh, we have work to do, and we're focused on that. One part of it is regulatory relief, cutting red tape that's slowing down deployment. And another piece of it is we have a $10 billion a year universal service fund that we're in the process of reorienting to help support deployments in rural America. 
So the big question is, is funding. How, how does this get paid for? What do local communities need to do? And how, how fast can rural America get connected? Well, we're moving really in a very good direction, and we are making progress on closing the gap. We're certainly not there yet. It's going to take some more time. A piece of it is that $10 billion a year fund that I mentioned is an annual fund, and that's paid into essentially by consumers on their uh, cell phone bill. And there's also a look at putting some money into a broader infrastructure package, potentially even on uh, in the farm bill as well to get some more funding and, uh, and loans that can be used for broadband deployment. I heard that you uh, spoke recently with members of the U.S. Cattlemen's Association delegation that was just in Washington, D.C., and you were able to learn about Whitney and Dylan Klasna's CrossFit cows. <laughs> That's right. We had a chance to talk to uh, Whitney, who's from, I guess, not too far from you, perhaps, Lambert, Montana. And, you know, she and her family have a uh, ranching operation up there, and uh, she was saying how they are essentially in the middle of nowhere, and if you're going to be in nowhere, I guess it's good to be in the middle of nowhere. But the area actually has a uh, distinction of being the farthest place in the country from a Starbucks, about 190 miles from the area where she lives to a Starbucks. Yet she has 4G LTE because there's a highway that runs through the area. And she's essentially an Instagram star at this point. She took one video, as you indicated, that she has titled CrossFit for Cows. It shows a 1,000-pound Hereford cow rolling a bale of hay with its head uh, through a field, and it's gotten millions of views. And she actually gets paid now to produce that type of video content you know, as sort of a nice little supplemental income. But there's obviously millions of people in America that don't have that 4G service, and so we're actually starting a $4.5 billion fund to get at least 4G uh, to more parts of the country. And that is one thing, Commissioner, in rural America, one thing that farmers and ranchers are, are striving to do on their operations is to reach out to consumers and to better educate uh, the, the consum- consumer public on what we do out in farm and ranch country. Many producers utilize all these different technologies, uh, whether that's uh, using GIS and GPS in their tractors. There's a lot of data that uh, does occur on these, uh, these farms. And, of course, on ranches, there's a lot of marketing opportunities. That, that can be uh, utilized through these high-speed connectivity uh, platforms. What are you hearing from producers one-on-one? Maybe, maybe an example could be what producers that maybe haven't had access to, to 4G uh, and how they have it now and, and what the difference that's made on their farming operations. Yeah, I've really gotten the chance to see what I would describe as both sides of the digital divide, those farms that have high-speed connectivity and what it means for them in terms of increased productivity and efficiency and those that don't. And I'll give you one example. We were in um, uh, Chancellor and Parker, South Dakota, not too long ago. Went to a farm. Uh, There's a man named Dwayne that runs it. And he started out the conversation, and he said, I used to go to church almost every day. And I thought that was an interesting thing to start with the FCC commissioner. And he said, what I would do is the church had Wi-Fi. So I would go to the parking lot of the church, and I would take all this data that I'm pulling off my combines, you know, on a storage drive, and I would use that Wi-Fi connectivity to upload it to the cloud. Now he's got a new broadband connection. He was eager to point out that he still goes to church, but just now for a, uh, a higher purpose, and talks about the difference that it makes in his day-to-day operations. And we talked to other farmers. I was in uh, West Lafayette, Indiana, and they were saying how if you look on the desk of any farmer, 
you'll see old coffee mugs full of USB drives because they're all able to pull this data now from their combines and other places, but not everyone has that strong broadband connection to upload it and put it to productive use. And so we've got work to do to sort of make sure that everyone can get those uh, opportunities that come with a broadband connection. Commissioner Carr, another area I've heard talk about is using the TV channels that don't have a, uh, a channel on it. Could you speak more about how some companies in the FCC may be wanting to utilize those blank channels uh, to bring Internet into people's homes? I'm a little confused on that. Yeah, it's an interesting idea, and it's, it's in some forms been around for a while. Here's the idea. TV channels operate in what we call low-band spectrum, 600 megahertz to be particular. And it's actually a very good spectrum in this, in this sense, which is that it propagates, meaning it covers really wide geographic areas, which can be helpful in rural areas. But you don't have a TV station operating on what we call every channel. So let's say you have a TV channel on channel 3 and a TV station on channel 9. Well, there's spectrum between them. And so one idea that Microsoft and others are exploring is, using that white space, that vacant channel, uh, to essentially provide uh, broadband wireless service with that spectrum, and we're looking at that. And the bottom line is it's not going to be one technology that closes the deal for rural America. We're looking to encourage fiber where that makes sense, but in some places it's $30,000 to deploy just a mile of fiber, which can be tough. There's some next generation of satellite technology that's going to come online soon, that hopefully will be an improved version of satellite broadband. There's what we call fixed wireless service as well. So it's going to be a mix, ultimately, of all these technologies that's going to get the job done. Commissioner, I will give you the floor on this. I, I know you're pretty busy here today out. Uh, are, are you in D.C. today? I am. I'm back in D.C. now. Well, uh, I know that our listeners do appreciate the fact that you do make it out of the Beltway and listen to their concerns uh, across the countryside, but I will give you the floor and uh, let you share any message you have for the farmers, ranchers, and the rural citizens here in parts of uh, the Rocky Mountain West and Northern Plains. Yeah, I think what I would leave you is just that right now we do have a Federal Communications Commission that I think is uniquely uh, interested and situated to help make a difference in bringing more broadband to rural America. The, my colleague and chairman of the agency, uh, Ajit Pai, grew up in Parsons, Kansas, and so he has a, a, a better appreciation probably than any of us on the commission of the challenges of getting broadband to rural America. And as I've traveled and met with farmers and ranchers, I've seen the difference that it makes in terms of uh, efficiency, productivity, less of a need for uh, resources, whether it's water or fertilizer, and the increased productivity that occurs when we get broadband deployed to our farms and ranches. So there are some challenges out there, but we are really committed to making progress, and I think we're starting to see it. Again, a big thank you goes to FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr on discussing the FCC's role in working with other parts of the government and other private entities to help expand broadband access to rural communities across the nation. And that is going to do it for today's LangCast. Make sure and send your suggestions for future shows my way. You can visit me online at my Facebook page, Lane Nordland Ag Broadcaster, or online at nordlandcommunications.com. Let's continue to have the agriculture conversation. Tell your friends and let's advocate for the industry. I'm Lane Nordland, your voice for agriculture. 
Thank you for tuning in to the LaneCast with Talkin' Ag, Lane Nordland. For more on Lane, check out his Facebook page, Lane Nordland Ag Broadcaster and NordlandCommunications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the LaneCast on your Apple or Android devices. We look forward to joining you next time on the LaneCast.